the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. There's a lot of stupidity out there. That makes uh, what we do here very, on every Friday, a really, really hard job. I mean, how are you going to sort through it all and come up with one person who rises above it all to win this? And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yes, our uh, Jerk of the Week committee had a lot of choices, uh, but we're going to give it to the new mayor of New York City. That would be Eric Adams, who, after taking some criticism for not getting his police reforms passed by the state, said this to the media, quote, If you want to acknowledge it or not... I have been doing a damn good job, and we just can't live in this alternate reality. Then Adams, who's black, uh, played the race card. He said several times that race has uh, played a factor in the news coverage of him, and then he laid this award-winning line on them. Quote, I'm a black man, that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people that don't look like me. How many blacks are on editorial boards? How many blacks determine how these stories are written? Unquote. Well, we don't have the time to go uh, in depth on just how stupid that statement is, but Adams was elected with 67% of the vote last November. Pretty sure that means lots of white people voted for him, and he told the white people in the media that they are racist and incapable of judging a black man fairly. That's what he said to them, which means he's saying the same thing to the white voters who voted for him, and he disqualified them from judging him on the job that he does for the rest of his term. So any criticism from the voters, if they're white, nah, it's because he's black and they're white. It's just stupid beyond belief. But it's also good enough for Eric Adams to win the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. When we come back, speaking of jerks, uh, we're going to talk about the man who is man who is dominating the Ivy League Women's Swimming Championships and how the Biden administration is helping to make gender ideology a central theme of the American experiment. And in the second half hour, we're going to talk about creeping authoritarianism that could be coming to a neighborhood near you. Stick around. Why doing it right roofing, siding, and remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs the best installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from doing it right. Doing it right is going to install per manufacturer and NRCA specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing it right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention Dennis Prager for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit their website at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. 
And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Let me ask you, what does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future, surrounded by the people you love the most. So what's in the way of you believing it's possible for you to have it? Are you believing the lie that you are meant to be alone? Or maybe you don't know what a Christian romance should look like or where to find it. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman, and I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where you will discover your heart's desire of a loving marriage. In this challenge, I'll teach you why now's your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com and you can start your journey to find that lasting, loving relationship now. Join me at lovestories.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Now, in case you missed it, uh, Leah Thomas, the man who swims for the Penn women's swimming team, has been dominating the Ivy League's uh, women's swimming championships. Uh, imagine that happening, a man dominating women in swimming. Anyway, you risk being canceled if you don't refer to him as her because transgenderism is not only accepted in America now, it's promoted and celebrated. And Jay Richards, a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Religion and Civil Society, says that the Biden administration has made gender ideology a central theme. He joins us now. Jay, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be with you. So uh, you point out that the Biden administration released the, quote, National Strategy on Gender Equity and Equality late last year. So mm-hmm. what is the strategy and what's the goal? It's basically a mar- the marching orders of the White House. It's a 50-some-odd-page document, not an executive order, essentially an agenda that tells government agencies, all the departments and all the agencies, that over about the next nine months, they're to start implementing, basically develop plans for imposing, to put it bluntly, gender ideology across the government. And what that means is several things. It means equity versus true equality. So equity refers to outcomes, so proportional outcomes. Uh, and so what they call an intersectional approach in which you look at people not as individuals with rights, but as basically members of groups of, that are either oppressors or oppressed. And then you focus on this idea of gender identity, which is an entirely internal and subjective sense that you tell people rather than biological sex. And, you know, what you you let off here is one example of the kinds of policies we can expect. Biological males competing and, of course, beating girls in college sports. That's in some ways it's the most obvious, but in really the, the most trivial manifestation of what this ideology would mean if we implemented it across the government. Yeah, so uh, you so that you think that is it's it's obviously getting a lot of attention, especially in conservative circles, uh, mm-hmm. the Leah Thomas story. But you you say that's trivial compared to the other effects of this uh, strategy. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you're a woman competing in the Ivy League, obviously, and you're the number one woman in the country and you're getting beat by, frankly, a, a biological male that was competing as a male a couple of years ago, that's unjust, but it's not sort of civilizationally destroying. But right. people don't seem to understand what it means to deny biological sex. If that's not a real category, then somebody's, quote, gender identity, which means if, if, if a male subjectively claims that he identifies as non-binary or as, as a female, then he should have the right to go in women's locker rooms, to go in women's bathrooms, to go in girls' bathrooms in a, in a middle school. And we get into all sorts of really bizarre things about what proper types of health care uh, uh, are constituted by. So is are removing healthy sexual organs from teenage girls, is that good health policy and something that insurance companies ought to pay for? Or is it awful? Is it mutilation and abuse that ought to be illegal? Those are the kinds of questions that hinge on whether we focus on the reality of biological sex or replace it with this subjective idea of gender identity. Yeah, and someone like Leah Thomas is um, putting this uh, insanity and stupidity on a uh, on display, public display, uh, in front of crowds and, and media. I, I think, I, I'm not 100% sure, but somewhere I'm guessing that these competitions are televised. So it's oh. used as a way of, of promoting this whole idea, which you say, uh, if it's continued to be promoted, will affect things a lot more important than who wins a swimming meet. Absolutely. I mean, another example would be biological males going into women's prison. If you look at crime statistics, the vast majority of women that are in prison are for, you know, drug things and trade and different things. Uh, men commit the majority of violent sexual offenses. And so you can imagine if you take a biological male, just all the parts of a male, but he, because he identifies as a woman, and they get put in a women's prison. This is happening right now in the United States. Even if he's a sex offender, this is actually happening. It's just a complete violation of basic common sense. And this is a manifestation of this gender ideology, which President Obama had been trying to push through at the regulatory level in the last few years of his presidency. There was a kind of pause on it during President Trump. And then day one, President Obama or President Biden issued an executive order stating this priority. And then a few months later, he issues this national strategy on gender equity and equality. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's complicated and weird, and people don't think this can possibly be real, so it doesn't get a lot of attention. And uh, this uh, strategy, um, it says uh, in this, uh, this document, I guess you call it, it's about closing the, quote, pernicious gender gaps. Now, does that require me to believe that there is such a thing as a pernicious gap between the sexes, genders, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th this is the problem. That this is the kind of other key point. There's a key term gender. There's also the key term equity. And so, for instance, you might look at the distribution of particle physicists and notice that there are a lot more men than women. And you say, okay, wh why is that? Well, it turns out that men generally are more interested on average in that type of field than women. It's not a result of some kind of unjust exclusion or segregation or prevention of women from entering particle physics. Equity logic, though, would look at that and say that's a pernicious gender gap. We need policies to basically equalize the number of male and female particle physicists. So you can imagine the kind of intrusive government you would get if you use this criteria of equity of outcome rather than equality of treatment, which is, of course, what the American experiment is based on. And who are the four oppressor groups and what does the Biden strategy have in store for them? Well, the oppressor groups are just who you would think they would be. So heterosexuals, uh, white males, and generally Christians. So um, I, I lose on all possible counts, unfortunately, and many people do. But, you know, this, this is this idea of intersectionality, which is another part of this kind of weird brew of critical theory, which is basically it creates a rigid hierarchy and everyone is a member of different kind of intersecting groups. And then you add up, okay, maybe they're in three oppressor groups and one oppressed group. And then, you know, the person that is in the most oppressor groups, they're at the top of the hierarchy intersectionally. And if you're a member of several of the oppressor groups, you're sort of at the bottom. So that this is how this thing is cashed out. Rather than looking at us as individuals that are created equal, 
by God and should be held equal before the law, everyone is a member of these overlapping group identities. It's just about the worst idea you could possibly come up with. And kids in school are being told that they are either a member of this oppressing, one of the oppressing groups, or they are a, a member of the group that is oppressed. And uh, that's, 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 that's a major theme in schools, or at least it's one that's trying to, that uh, there are a lot of people are trying to push, isn't it? It is, exactly. And a lot of people have learned in 2021, at least, to call that critical race theory. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. It's this whole framework applied to ethnicity or race. So you can think of the exact same thing in gender theory, it's just critical gender theory in which you apply this category, not really to biological sex, but to these various gender designations of which incidentally there are 72. And the reason there are 72 is they don't want to connect gender with biological sex because then it's tethered to reality. But once you detach it from that, all you have is basically gender stereotypes and there's any kind of range of that. And so this thing is completely untethered from reality and it's for the first time, I think, in American history, we're not debating, okay, what's the right top marginal income tax rate, but we're all talking about the same basic reality. There's now, unfortunately, in politics, a disagreement over the nature of reality itself. And uh, and um, the thing about it for me is that uh, my dad used to have an expression, if I was acting like an idiot, he'd say, you better look out, somebody's going to come around and put a net over you and take you away. Uh, and <laughs> I think that applies to... I think that would apply uh, to anybody who thinks there are 72 different genders. If you would say that out loud not too long ago, somebody would come around with a net maybe and take you away to some place to relax for a while. Well, that's right. Unfortunately, if anything, the t- tables have been turned now. I mean, just you just look at the news coverage of this quote Leah Thomas in, mm-hmm. on ESPN. Of course, the announcers are acting as if there's nothing unusual about the fact that this man is dressed like a woman competing against females, and uh, everyone acts like that's normal. We know they don't know it's normal, but what's weird about it is they have to pretend. And then they have to assume, I guess, that we have to pretend as well. That's what's so bizarre about this whole thing. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, I don't want to make this whole thing about Leah Thomas, but I've been talking about this insanity for quite a bit here. Just for your uh, information, Jay, uh, I did. Mm-hmm. I covered sports for 30 years uh, on radio oh, wow. and TV. And so uh, sports is, I, I, I know how that the sports media works, work, and, and, and I saw a... Somebody put up a quote of what was said on ESPN about Leah Thomas's performance and how much stronger, quote unquote, she looked because mm-hmm. she has a stronger leg kick and look how smooth right. she is. And they say it with a straight face. Everybody knows it's a man out there. She, I mean, he's wearing a, a women's a woman's bathing suit with a man's body, and and you you're yeah. you're supposed to sit there and listen to that. And you're, if you even suggest that there's something wrong with it, you are a bad person. It's, uh, it's beyond belief to me. No, it really is. And honestly, this is what's difficult talking about this in a policy context. I'm here in Washington, D.C., trying to wake people up, including right. politicians, to right. this. It's so strange that nobody wants to believe that it's actually happening or that it has any big policy implications. And I thought, okay, what's it going to take? Have a picture, have a look at this guy, quote, Leah Thomas, look at his shoulders, look at his trapezoid, look at his neck, and tell me you don't know what's going on here. Are we all supposed to act insane and just pretend we don't see what's happening? Yeah, you know what else, Jay? <laughs> They're looking at a lot more than his trapezoid and his uh, <laughs> and his legs when he's in the locker room. He's making he's not he's not uh, working real hard to prevent them from seeing things other than his legs. It's it's sick. And here's the thing, just again about about the sports media. I've been around yeah. these guys, uh, you know, people, men and women who work in the media. Uh, they all know. They all agree with what I'm saying. There, I, yeah. I know. I, I can't say 100, percent but what I'm in a general sense, they're sports people. They 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 watch sports. They analyze sports. They know exactly what's going on there, and they, they it's the sports media are actually uh, more liberal than the general media, and mm-hmm. it's hard to believe, but but they're but they're more gutless because they're afraid of getting canceled by by, refer, by even this is a sports story of a man winning a women's championship. It's a it, that's a gigantic. 
uh, sports story, not, uh, not only from the sense of uh, importance, but in, in uh, sensationalism. It's, it's, a, it's a tremendous story to do. They, don't, they won't touch it. They won't touch it. No, that tells you how powerful the ideology is. I mean, they're literally burying the lead on the story uh, <laughs> and trying to avoid it. But at some point, I think it's so contrary to reality and to people's common sense and intuitions that I think at some point this explodes. I just hope that lots and lots of women's lives are not ruined or harmed in the meantime. Well, you use the term or uh, uh, in your piece, and we're talking to uh, Jay Richards. You can find his piece at heritage.org. Uh, he's a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation Center for Religion and Civil Society. You use the term uh, erasing women, and that's what's happening with this, too. And, it's, and, and that is also being promoted by this uh, strategy uh, on the part of the Biden administration, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's quite it's literally happening in, in the case of the women that would otherwise be winning. There'd be there would have been a first place winner and it wouldn't have been Thomas. Right. Uh, it's happening in legislation. We track legislation constantly. The Violence Against Women Act right now is up uh, for reauthorization. They're removing the word women, girls, females and mothers from legislation and replacing it with the word individuals. It's happening right now. Oh, I've actually heard politicians. I can't think of their names right now. Uh, all Democrats, of course. Who uh, and, and I've seen some um, official public documents that refer to mm-hmm. pregnant people and uh, menstruating people. I've and I, I've I've seen and heard people in Congress, uh, yes. and they were women who referred to uh, pregnant people instead of pr- pregnant women. So it's right there. You, you- it's out in the it's open. everywhere. It's all yeah, it's, and it's all through legislation. It's been happening for a couple of years, and unfortunately, not enough people realize it's happening or realize the implications of it. Alas. And what about abortion, uh, Jay, and how this affects uh, mm-hmm. the approach to abortion? Well, of course, in this document, in the White House uh, Gender Equity and Equality document, abortion is is subsumed under health care. So, of course, you realize this if you track legislation nationally and internationally. Abortion is just basically treated as good health care. And so equity, equity logic here, right, if we're going to treat men and women as if they're just sort of (laughs) interchangeable units, well, one way in which women differ from men is that they're the only ones that can bear uh, children. And so that's got to be rectified. And so this the very fact that there's this difference between men and women can itself be a sign of some kind of injustice civilizationally. I mean, a, a country that is not able to recognize both the equality of men and women and their innate differences is a country that's in very deep trouble. Are you surprised by the number of women who don't think this is insane? And I'm talking about women yeah. in power. I am surprised by it. I mean, here's the irony of this issue, unlike other issues, is that there have been a number of radical feminists and even lesbian groups that have awakened to this. It's really started in the United Kingdom, and it's just starting here. I can tell you I worked with some women that, um, you know, you'd think of very far left on the political spectrum. But you know what? They believe that women are a real thing. They believe that women actually exist, that women ought to be able to have private spaces. And so they've come out. But what's funny is that they're generally attacked and isolated from the mainstream feminist organizations. And the Democratic Party, at least at the, at the moment, is completely wedded at the hip to this kind of what, what's essentially a sort of center left feminism, which insists that gender identity rather than sex ought to be the operating category. It's really very bizarre because it's directly contrary to women's real interest. And it also reminds me again of my dad and his net. Um, so uh, what, what's the solution? <laughs> well, I think the solution is, first of all, enough Repub- if enough Republicans themselves understand what's happening, I'm convinced this is actually a winning political issue for them, just as critical race theory's explosion made a difference in the Virginia gubernatorial race. I think this can make a huge difference there. I think the long-term solution, alas, is going to be class action lawsuits by women athletes, by girls who are detransitioned that have had hormonal and surgical treatments. My hope is that we can have a legislative solution and backlash against it politically before there are tens of thousands of victims that have to sign up for class action lawsuits. Well, it also starts with having the guts to say it out loud, and it's, uh, they have to get to that point, too. But uh, I, I'm, 
I'm out of time, Jay. Uh, people should go to uh, heritage.org to find your piece. It's uh, an in-depth look at this insanity, and it's really good. I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about it. Great to be with you. Okay, that's Jay Richards of the Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Kim Potter, the former suburban Minneapolis police officer, said she confused her handgun for a taser when she fatally shot young motorist Dante Wright, was sentenced today to two years in prison. That drew an angry response from the victim's mother, Katie Wright. This is the problem with our justice system today. White women tears trumps. Genuine. Potter was convicted in December of first and second degree manslaughter in the April 11th killing of Wright, who is black. He had attempted to flee the officers at the time that he was accidentally shot. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is still struggling. It's down 126 points. The Nasdaq down 115. The S&P 500 off by 19. This is SRN News. Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 800-670-5450 for free information. For about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 800-670-5450. That's 800-670-5450. Charlie Kirk sees trouble to the north. So you might hate the truckers, you might not like what they stand for, but there's something much broader at play here. It's about the death of a system of government that is right next to America. We're going to seize your crypto assets because we don't like your politics? Yeah, that's just the way it is. You are seeing a historical event of a civilizational model of a representative government become an empire. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love. What are the lies that are holding you back? Why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
On the Parkway West, looks like a solid tie-up inbound between Carnegie and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound a little heavy to Carnegie. Parkway East, plenty of delays both ways into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And inbound 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Flooding still blocking several highways out there. Independence Road between Tank Farm Road and Bryson Road. Also, Lincoln Highway between 168 and Long Road. Outbound 28 delays Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be windy late with a couple of flurries towards dawn, the low 22. Tomorrow, a few flurries and a heavier squall in the morning, accumulating a coating to an inch. Otherwise, rather cloudy, windy, and cold. Watch for sudden whiteouts if you're traveling. We'll reach a high of 28. For tomorrow night, clear to partly cloudy skies, low 13. Mostly sunny Sunday with a high of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you're seeing a really good demonstration of authoritarianism on display in Canada right now, and that's a country that's not across any ocean from us. It's only three and a half hours north of us. And on this show, we've had our eye on this for over a year because it's so close and it could happen here. Libby Evans is the editor-in-chief at The Post Millennial. She wrote about authoritarianism today there uh, at postmillennial.com, at thepostmillennial.com. She joins us now. Libby, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So the, the first sentence of your piece says, uh, America is not immune to authoritarianism, and the longer we think we are, the more like we, likely we are to succumb to it. How much did what's mm-hmm. happening in Canada influence your decision to, to write this piece? Uh, you know, this piece actually was written earlier this year, uh, earlier in 2021, actually, I should say. Um, but it was inspired in part by what was going on in Canada there at the time and what was going on in the U.S. and in other Anglophone countries that we've seen, like New Zealand and Australia. Um, and I think we've seen the leaders specifically in these other nations uh, Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand, Scott Morrison in Australia, and of course, tyrant Justin Trudeau up there in Canada, really cracking down on individual liberties, individual freedoms, um, and taking people's rights because they claim that there's a crisis and therefore everybody's rights need to get suspended. Um, and I thought this is exactly what's happened in so many states in the U.S., uh, you know, New York, California, Washington State, Illinois. I mean, take your pick. There have been so many. So, yeah, the uh, the ongoing crackdowns on individual liberties globally has has spurred my idea there. As I said, um, we've been I've been really paying close attention to this here uh, for the last over a year, and uh, I think actually uh, to pat myself on the back a little bit, I've been uh, pretty much uh, I've been I've been pretty far ahead of uh, most media outlets. I, I think I would exclude you guys from that because I see you guys do a lot of stuff about Canada, but uh, I mm-hmm. own property up there, and I've been, uh, my mother was Canadian, so I have kind of an affinity for Canada. But uh, it started out just me paying attention for that reason, and then the more I saw what's going on up there, it's kind of like, um, to me, as I look at what's happening now, what was happening a year or more ago when we started paying attention to it here is that it was bubbling under the surface, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It was bubbling up under the surface. It was one little restriction here and one small alteration there and accept this for just a brief period of time. Uh, And now that all of that has just come together, you know, the restrictions have stayed, the restrictions have increased the sacrifices have been uh, made mandatory, you know, and extended for for this whole time. And it's been shocking to watch how little anybody has really cared or pushed back against it. That's, I think, one thing that makes this story with the truckers and their protest so gripping for so many people. There's a lot of us out there, John, who are saying um, we're tired of having our rights discounted we're tired of being uh, mandated without representation because, of course, that's been happening all over the place in Canada for a while. You know, Parliament was suspended. In the U.S., you had all of these governors and mayors and whoever else grabbing emergency powers. The legislatures haven't had any say in any of it. I've talked to local city council people here in New York City. 
they've never had a chance to have a vote on vaccine mandates or mask enforcement or anything that's going on in the schools as regards limiting children's education because of, um, you know, the, the big nasty cold that's going around. Uh, and that's, I think, so offensive to people. You know, we fought our revolutionary war on the basis of needing to be represented if things were going to be required of us, uh, saying that we needed to have a vote. And here our vote's been taken away from us throughout this whole pandemic. Um, and in Canada, they've had it much worse. So to see these truckers just say, and their supporters, of course, and their families, we're tired of this. We need our rights back. You never had a right to take them in the first place. Stripped them to the Capitol in their big trucks and then set up bouncy houses and play areas for the kids. I think it gave a lot of us, it sure gave me some hope um, that we can find a way out of this and, and regain the freedoms that we have, we have lost. What about the lesson that we could have learned from uh, Canada, uh, for, at least for me, um, and I talked about it a lot here on this show, uh, how disappointed I was in the Canadian people. Uh, again, having a, a, a close association with Canada, more closer than most people do, and having a, a, a fondness, uh, an affection for the Canadian people and just Canada in general. I was really disappointed with how uh, much they were just allowing themselves to be trampled upon uh, and until just in the last couple of weeks. Um, can we learn from them that the incremental stuff that was being done to them should have been spotted earlier and they should have pushed back earlier? Yeah, I think that we sure can, but I certainly do not blame the Canadians for not having pushed back sooner. If we had had these kind of federal regulations, and in certain ways we have, um, I think we would have behaved similarly. The people of Australia have behaved similarly. We in the West are used to our prosperity which I think has been earned. Uh, we're used to our individual freedoms. And so when we see government take them away, I think our first impulse is they're not really doing that. They're not really coming in here uh, and taking away my rights and freedoms. I think that we don't expect it. And so we're sidelined because we're so secure in our independence. Uh, I think the same thing would have happened here in America. And in many cases, the exact same thing did happen. I look at New York City and New York State. They shut down our churches, right? They shut down our churches. And the only people who fought back were those in the Jewish community. And then they got slammed by our foolish anti-Semitic may uh, mayor that we used to have, uh, de Blasio. Um, they've locked up our kids in these, in these schools with masks on their faces to try and play basketball. My son's like learning how to play basketball with a mask on his face. It's ridiculous. Um, they eat lunch. They have to put the mask right back on their face after lunch. They're socially distanced. Who's speaking up about that? Who's speaking up about the kids? A lot of people. And it doesn't seem to be having any impact at all. Same thing happened in Los Angeles and in San Francisco, uh, Seattle, Chicago, all over the place. And people have not spoken up. The same thing that you're, you're slamming Canadians for, I think, could be equally leveled at Americans in our most populous states who are still putting up with this stuff. We still have here in uh, New York City, you can't go out to a restaurant unless you flash your vaccine card and your ID so that they can prove that it's you. Um, in some, some locations, they require you to have the actual app, like an app on your phone, and you have to show that, and it has your medical status. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen it from a federal level. Um, that doesn't mean that we wouldn't have seen it from a federal level, if, you know, it had all gone on a little longer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that as a people, we Westerners are very susceptible to this because we've been living in the security of our freedom for so long. Uh, kudos to us, right? Except we do need to be vigilant and aware, and we can't give up any of our rights. You know, we can't give up our rights to these people who want to control us by wielding crisis after crisis and demanding that we comply and that the rules are meaningless because, you know, climate change and the world's going to end in 10 years. What's the difference between these people and the homeless people who used to wander around Central Park with their shopping carts saying that the end is nigh and we all have to repent? That's what's going on here. And we have to be vigilant and ever more aware than we have been. And I think this past couple of years should be a lesson to all of us 
to not take our, our rights and freedoms for granted. Yeah, as I said, your, your first sentence was uh, um, the, the, the America is not immune to authoritarianism, and the longer we think we are, the more likely we are to succumb to it. So how close do you think we are or were to succumbing to it? Um, I think that we are much closer than we were two years ago, and that's for sure. A lot of things, I think people, um, a lot of the restrictions and mandates and requirements, I think people are now used to. And uh, the next time it comes around, they're going to take a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, So, yeah, we're not going to get back everything that we lost, that's for sure. And the next big crisis, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, terrorism and they start implementing new kinds of Patriot Act, you know, which, of course, was one of the early steps to getting us to where we are now, or the, you know, financial transparency that they're looking at. In Canada, you have the government enacting the Emergency Act to uh, freeze people's bank accounts. Um, You have things in the U.S. now where the IRS has more leverage to peek into your bank account and things like this. And we really have to watch it. You have cashless places popping up, and the, the more cashless we are, the less financial independence we are and the less financial privacy that we have. Um, and we can't just keep giving these things away just because it's convenient to do so and just because we've been told to do it. We can't trust that the government is going to defend and protect our rights. We have to do that ourselves, and we have to do it by refusing to comply. Um, and we have to do it every time. We have failed in the 21st century, for sure. Um, yeah, I mentioned the Patriot Act, and that was a failure letting that go through. Every president since George W. Bush has taken uh, more and more power, right? That office has far more power than it ought to have. It has far more power than the framers ever intended. Congress is toothless, and now the presidency is uh, looking at expanding the Supreme Court to turn that into some sort of ideological you know, third branch of government, which it was never intended to be. Uh, so I think we really have to be careful. We need to think these things through. We need a better edu- educational system for our kids so that they can actually learn to think critically. Um, and yeah, I, I'm concerned about it. I don't think that we are on authoritarian doorstep right at this second, but we're certainly wandering down that path, it seems like. Yeah, you uh, you point out in your piece, and we're talking to Libby Evans, uh, uh, she's the... Um editor-in-chief at the uh, Post Millennium. Um, you mentioned in there that Joe Biden says it's his job to keep us safe. That sounds like something that should make everybody feel warm and fuzzy, but it's not, is it? No, I don't think that it is. I think it's something that should make us feel concerned. Um, keeping you safe is something that parents do, right? And you only can do that to a certain extent. I often think to myself, my son, he's 11, um, and I've thought over the years when he's afraid, Uh, that's when I have to be fearless. And when he's fearless, that's when I have to be afraid. Uh, You can't protect by caging in. The only way that you can actually protect somebody is by giving them the tools that they need and helping them gain the tools that they need in order to live independently. And that's what we should all strive to do. The government is not here to keep us safe. I mean, if they were really here to keep us safe, They should wrap us all in bubble wrap and lock us in our little boxes and never let us out, right? Oh, they kind of did do that, didn't they? That's kind of what they did for the past two years, and we just let them do it. Uh, That's not their job. The government's job is to defend our rights. The government's job is to uh, serve us. They serve at our will. We we are not here to do what they say. Uh, They are here to serve at our will, and... um, it's a big responsibility having a democracy. Not doing a great job of keeping each other safe from, you know, authoritarian overreach of these little dictators who just want to take, take, take all the power and, uh, you know, not hear us say a word. That's why they mask us up, right? They don't want to hear yeah. us talk. Well, I thought you made a great point, too, about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, our, our founding documents. Uh, they were supposed to be, and they are there to protect our rights. But what's changed about the uh, about those documents that allows this to be uh, creeping up on us? Um, well, what has changed? I don't know that much has changed. The one thing that I um, am concerned about, I don't think it's in the piece, 
but um, the conflation of gender ideology and biological sex that has been done by the Biden administration sort of retroactively to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, eliminating sex-based protections for women, I think that's a big problem. And I don't think we've seen even close to the end of that. I think we've barely even seen the beginning of what that's going to look like. Um, yeah, the, uh, the framers did not have that in mind at all that men who say they are women just automatically are women and get to be referred to as mother and well, all I think, that. Well, I think the point that I like that you made, though, about that was that the, the, the attempt to delegitimize those documents by saying they were written by and the country was founded by racists. So those, those – Oh, yeah. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. an excellent point. I don't think that's a change the documents at all. It's, it's, yeah. But it's definitely changed the interpretation. Uh, that has been a horrifying thing to watch that happen, to watch people – say that these documents were written by racists and therefore they and their the foundation of these documents is illegitimate. Um, it's a really scary thing because I think that every person has flaws. Our, our founding fathers certainly had flaws, but that doesn't mean they weren't capable of creating the most brilliant document of governance that we've seen to date. Uh, and it's a shame when 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 that gets slammed and when that gets delegitimized, people stop valuing their rights and maybe they start to think that the individual liberty that our framers set out for us to live for and with and flourish with, um, maybe they start to think that that's not worthwhile either. Well, and hey, that's that's not anything for our country to be proud of. Well, I'm out of time, Libby. I appreciate you coming on, and people should read your piece at uh, thepostmillennial.com. Libby Emmons, the editor-in-chief at that uh, publication. Thank you very much for being on again, Libby. Thanks so much. Okay, and we'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that's now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-959-4526. 
now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. Call 800-959-4526. 800-959-4526. What do you have to lose? Call 800-959-4526 now. Visit us on the web at completecar.com. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are 7 times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro solid state technology with built-in safety shutoffs and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20 and you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20 and shipping is free. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I meant to mention this after the uh, Super Bowl and the halftime show got such uh, gushing reviews some, from so many people about how wonderful it was. It was rap and hip-hop, and I've always felt, uh, not always, but I have for a long time felt that that is a uh, very good example, both rap, hip-hop, a great example of the soft bigotry of low expectations. Uh, the language is uh, uneducated. It's The music is uh, not really, there's no, anyway, you know what rap music is. So I, I read this piece by Juan Williams at foxnews.com. I disagree with him on just about everything, but he wrote a piece here about something I wasn't aware of. It's called uh, Drill. It's gangster rap has grown into something more deadly. It's called Drill Music, and it's uh, it's rap, and, and and but it's about blacks. It's about killing people. It's about sh- drill means drill somebody with a bullet and kill them. And uh, it's uh, it's that rap music and hip-hop is the most popular music genre in the world right now and it's now this this uh, drill music is um it's just it's it's unbelievable when you read this piece you got to check it out at foxnews.com and i hope to talk about it more on tuesday but uh it the, the point that Juan williams makes and uh, he quotes some a sociologist in here uh, named stewart that the the average the the audience here is white kids white people mostly and they they are so black young black men are entertaining white men in the suburbs young white men with uh, songs about how wonderful it is to kill somebody and that means black on black because that's who's getting killed it's uh, it's really sick check it out drill music and check out his uh, piece at uh, foxnews.com by Juan Williams I'll check you out on Tuesday bye the John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.